Welcome to the Nest Podcast, a podcast that recognizes your struggles as a parent and offers advice on how to acknowledge your truth as a parent so that you can raise strong, independent children mindfully without losing yourself. I'm your host, Marilyn Medina, an educator, mother of three, and parenting coach. Here I will challenge you to get to know yourself better, support the trials that arise in parenting, and offer actionable advice that will make the journey with your child in your nest and their departure out of it significantly smoother. Hello! Today I would like to talk to you about anxiety. I know that we spoke about that last time with regard to kids feeling anxiety, but I specifically want to talk about moms and the anxiety that is normal and regular and is now heightened because for so many parents this week, distance learning is beginning. So that really is ramping things up a bit. Um, but if we set that aside for now, and we just kind of talk about the regular anxiety that moms feel, I want to settle in and discuss that today. I would like to acknowledge, and I would like you to acknowledge that you weren't always on edge. You weren't always losing sleep and overanalyzing every decision that you make like you are now. Uh, remember back in college or the early days of your marriage, you were willing to try new adventures and sometimes gave very little thought to a change in plans. Plans change, no big deal, move on. But now, if your well laid out plans are changed, it sometimes feels as if someone picked you up and set you in the middle of a new country at midnight where they don't speak English and your mind starts to race and all sorts of worst case scenarios jump into your mind. This less than flexible attitude is really frustrating to a lot of moms, especially when they used to be able to roll with the punches. We don't like being inflexible, but sometimes it's just kind of par for the course. And often it's for a good reason. Our schedules are packed so tightly that one glitch and the whole thing comes unraveled. Or if you have littles, just getting them packed up and ready to go is like coordinating troop movements. And if someone dares to change your plans, you might release a ballistic missile. If you have anxiety about taking your kids out or about fitting everything into your day, a change of plans can derail you to the point of a major stress attack. I get it. Cut yourself some slack. I'm not saying be more flexible because the last thing someone in that state wants to hear is you just need to be more flexible. You know that you want to be more flexible. That's the problem. What I'm saying is that I realize, and I hope that you can come to realize, it's not a personality flaw that you aren't more flexible. Let that part of your life, be okay. It won't always be like this. You will get back to your fly with the wind days eventually, but for now, just acknowledge that a change in plan stresses you out. Warn loved ones that might not understand this and don't be too hard on yourself, especially right now. We have 
to learn to be more flexible. But know that you are not flawed if your lack of flexibility throws you or if a change of plans comes along and it makes you feel anxious, that's okay and that's normal. Take a few breaths. Acknowledge that you are thrown and allow yourself a few minutes to regroup and replan. So if somebody comes along and changes your whole day, rather than lose your mind, just stop. Take a breath. Okay, my day has changed. I don't like that my day has changed. How am I going to restructure my day? Take a few breaths and move on. Because if you try and just keep going without missing a beat, that is not good for your mental health. You might actually lose it. I know that I would. By nature, moms worry. It is what we do. It is like, I don't know, they give you a shot of worry when you deliver your baby. I don't know where it comes from, but all of a sudden, all of us that were kind of mellow, all of a sudden worry all the time. We worry about health and safety. We worry about long-term psyche damage because we said the wrong thing. We worry about pushing too much or not pushing enough and raising a slaw. We worry about every single decision that involves our children. And now, perhaps for the first time, now that we have children, we worry about our health and our safety. We have to be okay. We have kids to raise. So you might have been a lot more daring in your adventures before you had kids and really dislike the fact that you are not so, quote, brave anymore. It's ingrained in us. We have to be okay. I have had one full-blown eye-crossing panic attack in my life. It happened as I was driving down the freeway, 70 miles an hour with an infant and a two-year-old in my car. My brain decided that was the perfect time to contemplate my death. So I went from singing Baby Beluga with Rafi to heart-pounding hyperventilating hysteria that I was bound to get some sort of rare cancer and leave my children motherless. By the grace of God, I was able to pull the car over and calm myself down. And by more grace, I'm lucky that this has never happened to me again, but it happens to moms all the time. We have so much on our shoulders that it is tempting the anxiety gods to suck it to us on a regular basis. Now, there are a lot of moms that have clinical anxiety where anxiety attacks are frequent and debilitating. And to those moms, I say, I understand your hurt and your fear and your fear of fear, your fear of having an anxiety attack. And I ask you to please take the time to get help from a mental health professional. You are so important and your children need you to take care of yourself. Don't let a stigma or all of your other obligations or anything stand in the way of getting the help that you need. To the moms that have anxious bouts, we can work on this. For years, this fight or flight instinct with our kids has kept us hypervigilant and it has kept our kids safe. We make sure that they don't run into the street or play with matches and we watch them like a hawk when they're by the pool. It is our job and our instinct, and it keeps them alive. We have honed our threat detection system for years. 
our minds are then reinforced by our success. Staying vigilant equals protection and safety. So if we continue on this loop for 14 years or so, we feel comfortable here. We feel comfortable really kind of bubbling them and protecting them because it's worked. This natural heightened anxiety in moms is meant to be there. It is what helps to keep our kids alive. Do we like it? No. Do we wish that we could calm the hell down? Of course. Add to this the stereotype of a frazzled and overwhelmed wine guzzler that moms are often made out to be, and we are instantly entered into sort of a negative spiral. We don't have to be there. And as far as this visual representation is concerned, we can change the narrative. But many times moms do find coping mechanisms that are unhealthy. Suddenly, we long for the days of watching over our kids to keep them alive because as soon as they're adolescents, we have to rely on blind faith that everything will be okay. We no longer have control of the situation. And what is the worst thing for a person with anxiety? Not having control. We can't control everything they do and everywhere they go, nor should we. So we have to believe that they are going to make the right decisions in some really big, potentially life-altering situations. A lot of moms do try to suppress this anxiety with alcohol or food or over-shopping or anything that will quiet the noise of anxiety. Others simply refuse to give up control and turn into or remain helicopter moms. This is damaging, not only to the parent, but also to the child, and most certainly to the parent-child relationship. So we'll talk about helicopter parenting in a minute. But I also want to point out that anxiety, I don't need to tell you this, leads to sleep problems, right? We have difficulty falling asleep and staying asleep, which prevents us from entering the critical restorative sleep that helps us to deal with anxiety. And the cycle continues. Oh, and God thought this would be an awesome time to add in our own hormonal changes and hot flashes that keep us awake. So thank you for that. That's all kinds of fun. Okay. So what do we do? First, I know I'm sounding like a broken record here. We need reflection. We need to acknowledge that we are stressed out. We need to identify the behaviors that we are using as coping mechanisms. And we need to give ourselves permission to feel our emotions rather than push them aside and say, I'm fine and keep going. Lord help me, fine should go in the four letter word category. How do we reflect? Slow down. When we are feeling like the sky is falling, take 60 seconds to figure out what is going on inside and what is triggering this feeling. I promise you that there are very few instances when 60 seconds is going to make or break a situation. And in those obvious situations, pretty sure your mama bear instinct is going to be in full force and nothing's going to stop you anyway. So give yourself 60 seconds to define what's going on. Do you have more time? Great. Expand your 60 seconds. 
Maybe add this to part of your evening routine. Go back through your day, either while journaling or meditating, and really dig around to see what caused those feelings of anxiety. Was the sky actually falling? Or was something else triggered inside of you that caused you a feeling of anxiety? Once we spend some good healthy time in reflection, we need to come up with some healthy solutions. I know those of you that follow me or work with me or listen to my podcast regularly are probably going to roll your eyes at this because I say it every time, but it's important. You have got to give yourself time for self-care. And I know that sometimes it seems counterintuitive. I get it. You are so busy. How are you going to find time for yourself? Trust me, it's going to lower your anxiety and it's going to make you more productive. So one suggestion that I have for you this week, list five things that bring you joy, actual material, tangible things. Make sure that you have at least two of them in your life every day. Is it a candle that smells amazing? Light it. Don't wait for company. You deserve the candle too. Is it flowers? Buy yourself some or go steal some from the neighbor's yard. Pretty sure she's not going to care if she knows that you're picking flowers to cheer yourself up. Is it the sound of running water? Kick down on Amazon and buy yourself a little fountain for your room or for your office space. You see where I'm going, right? You matter. Take time to add things to your life that bring you joy. Make yourself happy. If you spend more time in the happy part of your brain, you will be calmer. If you are calmer, you are less reactive. If you are less reactive, you're going to be less likely to lose your shit when things take a turn. Okay, so now you've added some happy, tangible things to your life. Now find a self-care routine that you like. So now make a list of five things that you like to do. Is it stargazing, sipping your coffee alone, maybe on the porch if you're lucky enough to have one? Is it a good book? Do at least one of these things every day. If you have littles, there's going to be some training involved, right? You're going to have to train them to give you two minutes alone, three minutes alone, five minutes alone. You're going to have to build it up and you're going to have to put in the effort in the beginning, but it will be very worth it at the end. If they are teenagers, stop hovering. Go do your own thing. This is going to make the transition so much easier once they leave the house. If you establish these habits now. I talk to so many women that are consumed with the last few years of high school for their teens that they are completely lost when their teen heads off to college. I'll say it again and I'll say say it several more times. Do not wait until your nest is empty to find something to fill your time. Do it now. The transition will be so much easier if you've already found something to light your fire. And as an added bonus, you will be providing space for your child to learn how to handle things on her own because you will be too busy to helicopter. 
Anxiety is a mom is real and it sucks. And some moms need to get help from a professional, but some moms need to just tweak a few things. Realize that it's not a personality flaw. It's nature's way of ensuring our kids survive. Learn some strategies to calm yourself down and fill your life with joy that does not revolve around your kids. It's going to be okay. Now, I want to kind of circle back to helicoptering because one of the things that parents do when they're feeling this anxiety is they helicopter. Okay. We've all had those moments. We write a note to the teacher that maybe we didn't need to write. We try and manipulate their schedule so they get the perfect teacher. We've all done it. I know we've all done it. I've done it. And again, this is really a small part of a much larger conversation that we'll have at a different time. But I want to tie helicopter parenting into parent anxiety because yes, we do things so that we can help our children. We do things because we want to make their lives better and less stressful, but to what cost, right? So if we're spending so much of our time and our energy protecting their lives, a couple of things are happening. One, we are sending the message that they're not capable of handling it, that we need to handle it. But also we are now adding their stresses to our stress list. We think that we need to handle things that aren't going right in their life. And now that is something else that we have to add to our already long list. Let's give them some credit. They can handle it. They need to learn how to handle it. The truth is, if we're really being reflective, we can't handle it. We can't handle their sadness or their disappointment. And that's on us, not on them. So We need to figure out what to do about our anxiety of them being sad or disappointed or fill in the blank. We have gotten ourselves into the habit of taking care of them. And it's time, depending on the age of your children, if they are teens, to start handing some of that over to them. But we are feeling the anxiety of their future. And that's not really our job once they become teenagers. That's their job. Oftentimes helicoptering also comes out of guilt. We have to work. And so we want their lives to be as pleasant as possible out of the guilt that we are working or we are divorced or we are whatever. Again, that all comes from a spot of anxiety and discomfort in ourselves. When we were kids, we figured stuff out. We couldn't just text mom and have her solve the problem. We solved the problem. And we need to get back to letting our kids handle it so that we can scratch some things off of our anxiety list. No wonder we're anxious all the time. We are afraid that we're going to drop a ball. And not only are we juggling the balls that are in our lives, but we're juggling 
all of our kids' little balls too. And suddenly, of course we're anxious. Because if we drop something, we took on that responsibility and we would be letting them down. So don't take on the responsibility in the first place. Helicoptering is a symptom of an anxious parent that is not able to let go. So just like we talked about, you know, a few minutes ago, if you've got the anxiety, what do you need? You need control. So you take the control over to make sure that everything works out the way that it's supposed to. That's not helpful. Why are they going to study for their exam if mom's going to rush in and take care of things if they bomb it? So let's let them have their own feelings and their own successes and their own problem-solving situations. We don't need to add that to our list. Let's cross that off. A lot of times anxiety is made tremendously worse when we're exhausted. It's exhausting managing their lives, right? When they were little, we let them toddle around knowing that they were going to fall. They were going to get back up and they were going to figure out a way to do it better next time. Why not do that now as teenagers? So again, we have enough to be anxious about. If we take on all their crap, it's just too much. Instead, let's learn to let go a little. Learn strategies to release your anxiety. Realize that having anxiety is normal. So don't allow yourself to be anxious about being anxious. Most of all, find a strategy to let go at night and to get up in the morning and be ready to go again. Hang in there. We got this. If you're interested in some tips on meditation and some guided meditations, check out the show notes to join my private online community where I share some trainings with you. Parenting is hard. It's even harder now, but we can do it and we can do it with grace and self-compassion. Have a great day.